It is now uh, eight minutes before five o'clock. We're in conversation next with uh, Tepo Khadima, who is an energy analyst. What direction should ESCOM take following the resignation of CEO Andre Terreiter? ESCOM says um, he will leave at the end of March 2023, so that's next year. The Reiter's resignation comes as South Africa experienced the worst blackouts in history. It also comes as government pursues its just energy transition plan to discuss the Reiter's legacy and what the future looks like uh, for the power utility. Tepo Khadima now joining us on the line. Tepo, good afternoon, and thank you so much for making time for us. So in that interview that, um, that Andre Terreiter had with News24, one of the reasons that he cites around his resignation is the lack of political support um, that he had not received during his time as the CEO of ESCOM. And then there's also another part of that report that indicates that there was um, a document that was sent to the board to sign off on, and the board, this current board that is, the current board didn't. What do you make of that? Well, in the first instance, it is puzzling that uh, Andre Gerater expected politicians to give him support of any form. Now, the uh, ESCOM is an organ of statute uh, as per the ESCOM Convention Act of 2001. There can be no basis whatsoever to expect any politician to have a say or interfere, including the minister responsible, Minister Pravin Godan. And he continues to interfere to this day, as we have seen with this afternoon's uh, media briefing on you know, following Andre's resignation. But also mm-hmm. this board, the number of meetings that they've had and their admission that they actually are a actively management board of ESCOM, that is the clearest uh, alarm bell that should give all of us worry because not only are they earning fees second to none, the question goes back to say, here you've got a chairman who has been presiding on most of the meetings and yet is the chairman of another big uh, enterprise in the country, one of the big four banks being NetBank. So the amount of time that has been dedicated to manage ESCOM can only be counterproductive. But under the rate to keep him there for another 105 days is only going to accelerate and precipitate the total collapse of the grid based on the decisions and the trajectory that uh, they confirmed this afternoon that they are continuing on. What is that? Continuing to look at burning diesel, and not cancelling the coal, uh, coal supply contracts, which are on a take-or-pay basis, not cancelling the independent power producers that are the chief source of ESCOM's financial problems and also that are endangering the grid of the country, and um, also not streamlining management. I mean, ESCOM, eight years ago, I did a study. They had over 300 managers at Megawatt Park who had no business of being there. So you have an over uh, bloated uh, bureaucracy. And as long as that continues with the privateers, I think that whoever that is going to raise their hand to take on the job of CEO must be able to have the fortitude to completely kick out all the politicians for management decisions and also the fortitude to have the board to stay in its lane, to lead and not manage. And such a person must be publicly Mm. interviewed. There must be a clear, delineated recruitment process as well as an interview process whereby as South Africans, once and for all, we can be assured that whoever is now going to raise their hand and take up the job has got not only the 
experience, the expertise and the knowledge of running a power utility such as ESCOM, but also has got a clear plan that must bring load shedding to an end within 90 days. Yeah, and, and looking at that press briefing, for instance, from, from earlier on today, there was also that expectation in the reports that um, that Makwakwa, uh, sorry, that Mpo could be taking over, Makwana could be taking over as an interim board chair, sorry, interim um, CEO. However, he says that, that that won't happen. And considering what you call this managerial approach of ESCOM, uh, the ESCOM board, is it really possible um, to stay clear of the operational matters of ESCOM, considering that Makwana was once himself also an acting CEO of ESCOM? Well, in the first instance, I mean, having had the number of meetings that they've had and having admitted that they are uh, activists uh, and actively involved in management, that is a disqualification. It tells you that you don't have fit and proper person. But also... Uh, having a board that in any case is still looking for matching orders, looking for a directive from the minister who is himself proven that he is not really a suitably qualified person to preside over that portfolio. It it is worrying to say the least. And if anything, the new CEO must be appointed without any input whatsoever from the minister responsible because we know what has happened with every single uh, uh, appointment that he has made. But you need a CEO who can take, in the, uh, uh, I term it, the Joe Biden one-hour rule, meaning that once that CEO is appointed, within the first hour of them getting into office, they must take five major decisions, which can save over 80 billion rand cost savings of 80 billion rent a year to ESCOM, and also at the end of the day ensure that we can now start to have energy availability above 75% factor based on the retaining to service the current fleet of ESCOM power stations, but using technology which mitigates the uh, greenhouse gas emissions. But currently what has been pronounced and what the minister as effectively said, is an edict, is a directive from uh, from government mm-hmm. that whoever comes in as a CEO must do. It is positive that South Africa only contributing 0.4% of greenhouse gas emissions can actually believe sincerely that we can make a difference when other countries are already increasing the use of fossil fuels, which are the cause of greenhouse gas emissions. And they are not even yep. doing what I'm saying must be done in terms of higher efficiency, lower emissions, clean coal technologies, and therefore we are going to be energy poor and our economy is going to be ruined. Just a quick final one. As the ANC heads into its elective conference, how should the party deal with the question around under which ministry ESCOM should actually fall under, considering now as well what for me seems to be this tension between Minister Pravin Kodan as well as Minister um, Gwede Mandashi? Well, with all respect to the four or 5,000 soul delegates that are going to be convening at Nazareth, there's not a single soul in there who will be able to articulate the problems of ESCOM and come up with a clear uh, policy direction. And if anything, we are going to see more or less the same thing. So there is no hope whatsoever that this uh, national conference of the ANC uh, can come up with solutions. If anything, is only going to exacerbate the problems that we have. So my message to South Africans is that this festive season, do not hope for the best, 
rather prepare for the worst because the imminent collapse of the electricity grid is unavoidable. Tepo Khadim is an energy analyst. Thank you so much for your time. It's five o'clock.